two different instances today of gaming communities going kind of up in arms over NFT-based efforts from game publishers. I'll start by highlighting the Square Enix scandal, you can call it. Introduced a couple of goals for the year, and they mentioned NFTs and blockchain-based gaming. This Forbes article, I want to start by highlighting what the author is criticizing as far as what Square Enix is talking about. And then I'll actually highlight the letter itself that Square Enix wrote and point out why I think this author is completely misguided. So initially, he talks about how Square Enix is going all in on blockchain and NFTs. That's not at all what this letter reads about. And he, he mentions this letter is tone deaf and completely has ignored the broader gaming community's response to NFTs. He highlights how Ubisoft tried to sell an NFT drop to get some kind of items in, in a game. And the, the criticism here is, oh, it's another crash grab from gaming communities. But when you examine the letter, it's actually much more thoughtful. So I'll just kind of end one more quote with this author. He says, let me tell you, if Avengers or Outriders start introducing NFT loot, that will be the moment I ghost that looter completely, and I'm not alone. I mean, wow. This, loot, this article from Square Enix doesn't even really talk about NFT loot. He's talking. The, so let's pivot to the Square Enix article, or the actual letter itself. The president talks about using token economies to provide self-sustaining growth within the games. And I immediately think back to the old days of like RuneScape and, and all these old MMORPGs where the in-game oh, yeah. communities and in-game economies were, were really fun. You had to go to forums. It was not an easy thing to do within the game itself, but there were these whole communities that existed around the game that engaged you much more deeply than any games that exist today. And so I think what he's talking about in, in Square Enix, the president, is having ways for user-generated content, user-generated possibilities here that can drive a new level of devotion to the games. He's not just talking about selling NFT-based loot as a cash grab, it's if you actually are a little more imaginative, you can start to see where, where this could possibly go. And so I think that this people are missing the point because if there is NFT loot and if they start auctioning items off, the gaming community, I mean, can react by not participating. And that's that. And it'll be a flop and the companies will learn and move on. Mm -hmm. So... I just really yeah. wish people would, would be a little more thoughtful, but um, I, I want to give you a chance to react to it, and then I will yeah. highlight a, uh, a takeaway where I think this is very valuable discussion. We can learn from this reaction. Yeah, I think NFTs really got pulled out of a letter from the president. So I guess I actually want to uh, just start there. This is a letter from the president of a conglomerate entertainment holding company to shareholders. So the target audience for this letter is not the users or gamers. This, to me, is a letter to the shareholders. Um, and it actually lists three main concepts, NFTs, AI, and the metaverse generally, and how those three concepts, how this president 
views those concepts as changing the games that Square Enix makes. And there's a lot of games, a lot of very successful games that Square Enix makes. Uh, and then, yeah, it looked to me NFTs got pulled out because they have become a bit of a battleground for their integration into non-crypto native games, or just you know regular video games that most of us understand. Uh, but really to your point, these aren't really new topics, especially tokenomics. Uh, I like your example of uh, RuneScape. I played WoW back in the day in the marketplace there, what consistent of items that people would harvest that they would actually make. So uh, like a marketplace that users would exchange unique items on, maybe not entirely, you know, completely unique, but pretty unique. Um, not really necessarily new. So um, I think this comes into play is is being a little bit more thoughtful on the token economies. How how can this be integrated in such a way that promotes user engagement, user devotion to these these ecosystems in a fun way? I mean, not just about selling overpriced NFTs or auctioning off a bunch of things. This is this is much more complicated than that. I think now maybe I'm misreading it. It's totally possible that I'm I'm way too optimistic here. But yeah. I will just highlight like. Two things. When I first changed my tune on NFTs was back in 2018. So in 2017, the launch of CryptoKitties on the Ethereum network was a big controversial thing. It clogged down the transactions tremendously. And it was taking off, getting significant traction back in those days. But that was the first real NFT moment that I can recall. And... I changed my tune in early 2018 when I attended a talk that was led by, she goes by coin artist on Twitter. Her name's Marguerite. She's a pioneer in the NFT space, NFT gaming. And she was up on this panel talking about, think about World of Warcraft. If you could somehow take those items with you and you built this character that you owned the, the pixels in the game, uh, how cool that, that could all be. And that's when it really started to change my mind and I was illuminated by what NFTs could become. So there's real gamers on the side of the development here that I think people don't understand or don't, don't fully appreciate. And then the, the takeaway that I will add is we need to, as companies, to, the community is important. And so if they're unable to message properly or do proper PR and gamers get upset and they'll leave so it's the same thing with a startup doing a token launch if you prepare a token launch for some other company or something and and you don't do it right you don't engage the crypto community properly they will leave and i think the real the real thing here would be education if we can see people running with these things and not understanding the true message which i think they talk about your stalker NFC, the, the way they tried to manage the, the wildfire. But yeah, that's a good segue, I think, because, yeah, the Stalker episode gives a good look at how a community responded. Uh, Stalker, the developers behind Stalker, which is a game that came out over 10 years ago, uh, this community has really been looking to try to get a second one off the ground. So it's a very dedicated community uh, that's been in it for over 10 years. So they're already coming in with a bit of anxiety and exhaustion probably, but the uh, people who make Stalker were going to introduce NFTs and they began to do so, uh, well, once the announcement came out, 
there seemed to be a pretty broad backlash by the community. Um, at first, the people who make Stalker actually pushed back on the backlash and they said they released a statement that said, look, like we're doing this and this is why. And they actually outlined what they were going to do, which was they were going to change the faces of a few NPCs uh, to reflect those people who wanted to buy those faces to look like their own. So like you could buy to have your face as an NPC. Uh, they made sure that none of these NFTs would be involved with the story. But I think the concern by the community was that this was just eventually going to go too far. Um, but in the end, they ended up caving, getting rid of NFTs in these games. And to me, this, I, I read through the stalker Reddit threads, trying to get a sense of what the community is feeling, why they're so against this. Frankly, I didn't see a lot of substantive discussion weighing the pros and cons here. I just saw an overwhelming resentment against what they saw as corporate greed. So I don't know how much of this is really NFTs. I think a lot of it really comes down to anxiety that's been around gamers for quite a while now. Look, games are still $60. That's pretty crazy when you think about the fact that game prices haven't changed in like 20 years. And companies' expenses have gone up. If, if you know, bigger teams, inflation, period. Uh, these games, look, there's just more advanced technology. And so in order to compensate, companies have tried to raise the price, but they've hit a brick wall. And so now they're going to loot boxes, microtransactions, DLCs, and now NFTs. And those are all just tools that have, frankly, been implemented in very haphazard and clumsy ways. And so I think really what this has developed is just a baseline level of anxiety across all gamers and this baseline resentment that people are just waiting for the companies to try to pick them for another dollar. And so I think when they see these NFTs, they think they don't care what the implementation looks like. They just see, oh, greed, here we go, more bullshit. So well, what, what do you think? So they're selling an NPC's face, which has no change to gameplay at all and right. obviously they're not it, it, they can they can at the end of the day censor and remove a face if somebody were to upload something obscene so i, I really just wish people didn't go into such hyper crazy mode whenever they see a word that like nft and then they just get triggered so for for the stalker example you have to respect the community if you if you don't launch it properly it's you're gonna get blowback but you can't have an exodus of players. They tried to do something unique. The community didn't want it. Um, and that's that. I would just add, like, when you look at, think about Grand Theft Auto V, how the DLC and the online play, Star has monetized that beyond wildest analyst expectations. When that game came out in 2013, Take Two Interactive Publisher, the stock was at, I don't know, $15 or $16, $177 right now, you're roughly 950% since the game has come out. And it's mo mainly based on the DLC performance of GTA 5 alone. So what that tells me on the one hand is investors want to see it. On the other hand, gamers have been probably feeling like they've been just getting kind of had when they keep having to spend money for content on games. But hey, it wouldn't yeah. be successful if people didn't like it. So I think, yeah. So I, I was just going to say Grand Theft Auto 5 is a great example because they developed, I think, they had their base game, 
you know, that was a good start. And then they developed yeah, this entire second life for this game that's been going on for almost a decade itself, where, yeah, they have a very healthy uh, monetization, but also, like, the flip side is they constantly churn out new new content for their users. So they have the, look, yes, we are now going to have to do all this bullshit that we know you don't like and it's going to cost you, but we're making cool shit. Like it's a, they've found the trade-off. They found a way to use the tool of these different monetization strategies to make a fair deal and take to, I mean, they're a big company. They've always been pretty plugged into what their community likes and wants and i know their 2k series they've that's actually a good example of how the same company kind of fucked up monetization with their uh nba 2k stuff so it's just it it every community is a little different you just have to listen and you have to be responsive running up on time here but i think these gaming communities should chill out a little bit and maybe the publishers can can try to be a little more thoughtful and and how they engage. I think that's the main takeaway. Yeah, NFTs are going to be around for a bit, so I would expect more. Yeah, well, hey, I'll let you go and talk to you tomorrow or later this week. Sounds good, bud.